with the best advice, guest interviews, and up-to-the-moment information to help you succeed. This is Anita Hales. Hi, this is Anita Hales. Yesterday I talked to you about changing the way you think about money to attract money to you. It was a summary of a presentation by Ray Higdon at an event I attended last week. Continuing with this topic, ask yourself, what kind of money attitude do you project on others? Ray Higdon said he was at a high-end store where he just purchased a $200 shirt. He asked the clerk if some tailoring was available to make the shirt fit better. The clerk seemed really reticent and said, I don't know. It's an additional $15. That's pretty expensive. Also, I just saw something on Facebook where another marketer, Diane Hockman, wanted to lease a new Lexus automobile. She was eyeing the the top-of-the-line model, and the salesman kept steering her to their lesser model. These salespeople were projecting their own money-mental limitations on their customers. Are you guilty of not only projecting money limitations, but accepting them from other people? Here are some things that people do that may show how they really feel about money. Now, there's nothing wrong with shopping for a bargain, but some people take it to the extreme. Have you ever been at a grocery store and seen a rabid coupon clipper? These people are so bent on saving a few bucks that they'll spend hours scouring magazines and newspapers and clipping out coupons and organizing them for use. Sometimes they'll find such a good deal on one item or another that they become hoarders of that product and end up with boxes full of it in their basement or garage. And incidentally, hoarding is another thing that shows that you have a bad attitude about money. You know, if a coupon is readily available and on hand, sure, use it. But you can go so far penny-pinching that your life becomes consumed with the activity. It's also a mental attitude of lack. If you're always trying to save a penny or two, you tell yourself that you lack the capacity just to pay for the product at full price. I've seen people project their money limitations by bragging about how much money they didn't spend. Stealing things also perpetuates a mental attitude of lack. If you take pens and stuff home from your workplace that don't actually belong to you, you're telling yourself that you have a lack and somebody else has to make it up to you. This is actually worse than being miserly. Not only do you feed the notion of lack to your brain, you have the attitude that other people need to fill in that lack. They owe you. You might think, If your boss just paid you a little more, you could get the stuff yourself. But he doesn't, so you just take what you think you really want and need. Really bad attitude. One of the worst things you can do in life is to assume that the world owes you in some way. It makes you steal towards the needs of others, and you'll never understand the value of service to others. Theft in the workplace is rampant. I've heard employees talk to each other about the things they steal from their employers, and they project it back and forth to each other. Anybody who exposes their theft is a rat and is shunned or even persecuted. If you have a product or service that you sell, it's really common to feel somehow terrible about asking people to pay for it. That's the main issue with people who fear to do sales. 
They feel like selling something, even something the customer wants, is somehow tainted and wrong. I've heard many times, I could never do hate, do sales. I just hate it. Why? It's one of the oldest and most productive jobs on the planet. It's because they don't understand the value they give to the person who wants to buy. They project their reticence on others and would probably not be good at sales anyway. One of my mentors said that the most common thing that happens to new internet marketers is that they undervalue their products. They think that they have to sell cheap to get people to buy. The truth is that if they viewed their product as something of value, they would probably sell more and people would be happier with their product. So if you project to others that your product is something of value, they will see it that way too. Well, I hope this has been helpful. Leave me a comment. Maybe you can think of other ways that people project their money fears on people. But uh, this leads into the topic of tomorrow's blog post. And you're going to love this if you're a network marketer. I'm going to talk about warm versus, versus cold market and why cold is better. And I may also tell you how you can unfreeze a frozen warm market. So signing off for now, this is Anita Hales. Oh, be sure to check out my blog at bloggingsuccessstories.com.